Welcome back to the Bearded Wisdom Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Les McDaniel, here to take you on the emotional journey that is this life of yours and mine and how we work together. So, welcome. Welcome to life. That said, I want to remind you that this show is here to inspire the uninspired, to unstick what is stuck, and to liberate that leader within you. And I don't want you to forget that you can find us on all of your favorite social media channels, including Facebook and Instagram at epicfusion.life. You can also find us on TikTok and YouTube by just typing in a search for Bearded Wisdom in that little, where that little uh, magnifying glass is. But Bearded Wisdom is where you'll find me on YouTube and on TikTok. That said, we're ready to go and jump right in today. There comes a time in life where you got to make a decision. You can write your own story or let someone else tell it for you. This is the show for that time. This is Bearded Wisdom with Les McDaniel. I'm really hoping that you'll begin to discover is we're going to continue to dive into this revised model of emotional intelligence by Mayer, Solovey, and Caruso from 2016. And we've already touched on the perceiving of emotions and facilitating thought using emotions. That is really all about us beginning to understand our emotions and being aware of our emotion, the emotional things in our pathway. And what do I mean by that? But every person you walk in, up to is an emotional being filled with all sorts of stories and traumas and, and, and emotions as a result of those things. There are inner child wounds. There are worries about the day to come. There are insecurities. All of us have them. All of us. Not one of us is free from such things. And if someone tells you they are, well, then maybe they're narcissistic or something. I don't know. I mean, it, it's unbelievable to think that that is not something that, that people are experiencing in our world today. So as we move forward, I really want you to understand that perceiving our emotions and beginning to understand those is an important piece. And then facilitating our thoughts as a result of the now new awareness of these emotions that we have is truly a game changer because it allows us to tap into a deeper understanding and a deeper connection with those that we are with. When we don't have an awareness of our own emotions, then we can't really tap into a compassionate state of being with that person that is right there in front of us. When we don't understand our context of, of where we are and what is culturally or contextually appropriate, we lose sight of ways in which we can actually create the most influential moment, most influential experience that we have in our relationships. And that is something that we are really honing in on as we move forward. And so today, where we want to go is we want to dive into understanding our emotions at a much deeper level than maybe you have in the past. Now, one of the most challenging things of understanding emotions is that we get into this tricky place in our world where you've got this kind of crossroads of sorts, this, this place where, where we start to enter into this word judgment. And I want you to understand that judgment in this context, and in most contexts, is really not about me condemning or being dissatisfied or unhappy and, and, and putting myself up against you when it comes to your current state or, or what you've done or your actions or your, or your beliefs or whatever. I'm not judging you as though this has some sort of merit for eternity. No, we're not talking about that. So this third piece of understanding our emotions is really all about beginning to understand that in any given moment, that what we are facing is a whole lot of story 
that someone else has in their as as a part of their history. And the story that they have is not our story. And their experiences are not our experiences. When, when I'm working with clients, I often help them understand that the best way to approach life when you're in a, in a relational kind of way is to put yourself in their shoes before ever putting them in their place. When we put ourselves in their shoes, what we're trying to do is begin to understand the language from which they, how they use that language. We're trying to understand their story and how it's informing the present moment. We're trying to navigate and be curious about this person in such a way that it allows us to understand that there might be cultural differences that are at play here. I mean, the East has a different way of expressing themselves than the West does. And it's a, it's a very apparent thing across every category from business to religion to how family systems work. It's, an, it's a very different way. I, I've done business in the past with, I had some Japanese clients that were unbelievable human beings. And yet it was, it was difficult navigating what was appropriate because so oftentimes there was a, a, a really re- physical looking yes of their shaking of their head as they were hearing me speak. But on the inner side of them, it was a definite no. They had no interest in what I was doing. And so to learn how to navigate that and to create, continually create opportunities to be curious and ask questions so that I am very clear about not assuming what I want, because that does nobody any good if, if I'm not paying attention to those differences. And so when I can understand how a person might feel in the future or how they're experiencing this this present moment and what it could look like in for them based upon the story that the stories that they have had then i can actually forecast a little bit of how i might be able to leverage their emotions to their benefit and to our benefit ultimately in those moments it allows me to recognize and likely transition among emotions with them it means that i can make a connection with what i feel to a way in which they express that feeling and that's a powerful, that's, that's truly when a person can start to feel heard in those moments. I, I can begin to recognize that there's never a situation where there's not a complexity of emotions that is playing out. And so that's what continues to drive that curiosity for me. And it allows me to begin to recognize that I don't have to get myself caught up in their emotions. I can differentiate myself from them. I can let their emotional state be their emotional state while continually maintaining my own. There is this idea in business about mirroring and matching, and there's a place for that. There is. But it's first and foremost, more importantly, that we can provide them with a higher level of support in, by, by being there and being willing, truly willing to understand where they are coming from. And sometimes we're afraid to do this because because we don't really know the right questions or we haven't practiced the questions that allow us to continually to dive deeper into that curiosity. I know when I was working with my Japanese clients that one of the things that I had to really be intentional about is to ask the questions that got into the nitty gritty details. Things like, what are you really looking for? And then asking the question from there, does this meet that need? And when I asked the questions, what are you looking for? And I could tie that to what they, what they need. It allowed me to actually be very clear in that. And with their emotional state, I'm, I'm aware of it and I understand it. And it gave me a clearer perception of what was really going on within them so that I could uh, to work more effectively with them. It allows me to appraise 
every situation and everything that's going on around me more effectively when I truly begin to understand other people's emotions. It's amazing to me that we don't actually know this. And I, I'm, I'm going to back up here for just a second. We are living in a crazy time right now. And it feels like people are literally losing their minds because they have not taken, have not been taught. We are so bent on knowledge, 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 knowledge. And yet in our school systems, I can tell you right now that we are not teaching them how to engage with one another. There are still bullies in our schools today. And I'm not saying we'll ever get rid of bullies, but we can give bullies a language to understand that they are bullying. And we can create the space for students to begin to learn and understand how to navigate emotions by being with others that have emotions that are different from theirs, by being around students that have different stories and learn, teaching them how to be active listeners. This is what we're talking about when we're really navigating this road of perceiving emotions, facilitating thought in such a way that it allows us to utilize emotions in a way that is for the highest good of everyone involved. And it allows us to tap into true compassion by understanding. Understanding is all every, any of us really want. Understanding is a core foundation of belonging. When we, when we choose to instead raise belonging as in, or, or conformity as the foundation of belonging, we lose the ability for true growth to occur in whatever system we are a part of, whether it be an office situation, religious institution situation, a family system, when we lose that curiosity and our ability to begin to understand someone, we, all we are doing is pushing for our highest good. This is where competition is born of. True collaboration, true unity, true humanity, which includes this idea of we as humans are a unified whole being, well, in that moment, when we are able to do that, we are beginning to navigate for ourselves the way that we want to go when we, when we eliminate the idea of unity from humanity. We are here not for our own individualistic rights and liberties. We are here to support one another on this journey of life. True eternal life, in my mind, I believe that there's something bigger than me out there. I, I don't know what happens at the end of this. That, that I've already told you this. We are bookended by dark, dark sides. We, we don't know what happened before we got here, and we don't really have any clue what happens after we leave here. We have books that tell us all the things that, are, that play out. But what I do understand and believe at the core of my being is that eternity starts right now. And that when we are navigating our relationships in such a way where we are looking for ways in which we are alike and similar and, and we are leaning into our specific giftedness as well and, and tapping into and raising up and calling up that individuality that we each have, what we do in those moments is we are bringing ourselves closer to that divine essence and we're preparing ourselves for whatever comes at, that, at the end of our life. And what we leave behind is a pathway that is truly a more peaceful, unifying, eternal path. I'm, I'm not, forget about, for just a second, this, this salvation issue. It's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about some religious belief system. What we're talking about is we are practicing right now a way of life that, that leads us to oneness. And that oneness, as far as I can tell right now, is the, uh, is our the overlap of the things that we have in common. And I guarantee you, if you're listening to this podcast today, 
there are two things that we have 100% in common. Number one, you were born into this world. And number two, you will die. And every single thing in between those two elements is us struggling emotionally to navigate a life where we have a definitive end. I believe that that's where we are. And as we move forward into our ability to begin to understand that every single one of us is experiencing that same thing, and we are trying to belong in this short little space that is bookended by two really dark sides of, of darkness. It, darkness because we just don't know. We're blind to what happened before and we're blind to what's going to happen after. That is the space where we begin to tap into emotional intelligence at the highest level because we pull ourselves out of our individual mindset and we plug ourselves into the fullness of oneness that comes in this shared experience that we are all having right now and then in the shared experience that we've shared with those who have gone before and that with those who are, who are to come. The essence of eternity is life. The essence of eternity is love. The essence of eternity is this place in which something is happening at all times. And I believe that the divine essence of who we are is, is us being born into this newness every single day, this new world, this new heavens that we are building together as we shape our understanding of what it means to be unified in our humanity and in the divine realm of being an image bearer of this thing, this thing that brought it all together. What a great and grand story that we have to share when we can begin to tap into that thing that is so much bigger than this small little less that's right here right now talking to you. I love the idea of being a part of something bigger. We all want to belong to something that is bigger. And our goal in multiplying liberated leaders is in the recognition that one, we are all leading someone. Whether it's intentional or accidental, we are leading someone. And the number two is, can we begin to tap into that awareness of ourself as it relates to others so that we can begin to create and co-create alongside that source that I call God, that I call Father, and in such a way bring forth these, this new creation and this new heavens because we choose to, to relinquish our own individual ideals what we think is right for the sake of what is true. And what is true is, is that we live in a world where there is brokenness. We call, I like to call it, after my my good, good mentor and teacher, who I've never met, technically, Richard Rohr, who calls it the impossible situation that we are all born into. We are all born into this impossible situation that creates all this bag of emotions. And it's the reason why we're even talking about emotional intelligence. So, that's where we will land this plane today, is, is in the idea of beginning to understand that as we understand, <laughs> as we understand and begin to understand, as we are understanding our emotions against the backdrop of others and, and situations and contexts, we are actually beginning to leverage our, those emotions in such a way where we're not reactive, but we are moving into that creative state. And I believe that's what we were put here for, is to be creators alongside of the one creator. That said, for now, I will land the plane here and hope that you have a peaceful evening and a, a wonderful start to your day tomorrow. We will launch back into the final section of the four. 
We still got more emotional intelligence after that, but it is what it is like to manage emotions. What does this mean? What does it mean to manage emotions? So for now, peace to you, and I'll see you on the flip side. Thanks for listening to the Bearded Wisdom Show. You got a buddy or friend who needs to hear this. Please send him a link. And don't forget to hit that follow button so you can come back and hang out with Les every day.